0: Episode 183. Hi, welcome to my mom's show. (laughs) Hello and welcome to this episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide Podcast. My name is Julia Husher and I'm absolutely delighted to have you join me today. So I've got a few things I want to touch on, but... Before I do, I just want to give all the new listeners a very big welcome to the podcast. And if you're a regular, of course, as always, welcome back. Honestly, really appreciate your loyalty. I know there's like lots of people that email me and they're like, I listen in every week. And I just wanted to give you a massive shout out because that's awesome. Like I feel so chuffed that you are giving an hour or, you know, today might be a bit shorter of your time every week to you know, listen to to my podcast and what the guests that I have on have to say and what I have to say, it's it's really special to me. So, thank you. So, I have a couple of things I want to update you on quickly before I get into the topic of this week's episode. So, school. School started. Um, Okay, I've got to tell you, like, I haven't talked about this on Instagram because you just kind of worry, like, who... I don't know. I just, I don't want like the teachers, for example, at my daughter's school seeing it or anything like that. And I think to listen to a podcast, you have to be a little bit more committed. So I'll talk about it on here, but I was really unhappy with the class that my daughter was in, like really unhappy. There was a girl in my daughter's class last year who bullied her daily. And it was the focus of every single day. My daughter would come home and she'd be like, you know, this kid crying, she did this, she did that. And I'm talking like not very nice things, you know, like physical stuff, like pinching her and pushing her over and that sort of stuff. But also like, you know, making fun of her behind her back and just not being very nice and like sometimes even like just lifting up her dress and everything. Like when she's taking a drink from the bubbler so people can see her undies and like laughing and like just really not being kind at all. And I had numerous meetings with the teachers last year. And I just, this is a lesson for me that I wanted to share with you because honestly, I assumed that I wouldn't have to say anything because it would be obvious that they should not be in the same class together. And I guess my lesson from this has been never assume. Because I feel like the worst mother that I didn't speak up. I just assumed they wouldn't do it. And I should have spoken up. Because if I had, perhaps they wouldn't be in the same class, you know. So, that's a bit of mum guilt that I've been carrying with me over the last sort of 10 days. But that's what it is. And, um, you know, so I've had a meeting with the school. I've talked to the assistant principals. I've talked to the teacher. She's very on top of it at least. So, they won't move her unfortunately, which is what I wanted. You know, And I understand that. They said there was a lot of people that were you know, unhappy. Not everyone's always happy with the classes that their child is put into. And it's difficult. And I understand that. And I said, I get that you have like, you know, two, three hundred kids that you need to manage. And, you know, there's kids that want to be together, can't be together, blah, blah, blah. I imagine it must be a very <laughs> arduous task. But I'm glad that I spoke up. I'm glad that I've had meetings already with the teachers and that they're on top of it it's just, I feel so sad for my daughter. because I mean, she's really tight with a couple of kids and she wasn't even that phased about being with them. Like I was like, are you hoping to have anyone in your class? And she was sort of like, no, I just don't want to be with that, that kid. That was the one thing she wanted to just not be with that kid. And well, <laughs> here we are. So that's been a little bit of a challenge for me personally over the last 10 days, because I just, as a parent, you know, you just, you really want the best for your child and it hurts you so much when they're in pain. And honestly, it's been a struggle for me as a single parent this last 10 days as well, because I felt very kind of on my own. And I think like, you know, I texted my daughter's dad and he of course didn't respond to what I had to say about that at all. You know, I was like, just an update, you know, she's in this class, she's with this person. She's unfortunately also with this person, you know, she's not happy about it. She's already had dramas on the first day with this kid and Anyway, you just don't get a response and I just, I don't know, I was telling my boyfriend like it, it's different because when it's your boyfriend, I mean maybe if he was here like in Sydney with me, I'd feel like more kind of as a force but because he's not in my city, there's not really that much you can do like apart from offer me emotional support over the phone of course but like it's just like you do kind of feel like you're on your own and like when I went to talk to the school like I felt like it's strength in numbers and if you came in as a a mum and a dad or two parents of any sort, two mums, two dads, whatever, you're a bit more maybe taken seriously and for me, I just had to really articulate my unhappiness and not be intimidated by the fact that it was just me, you know, so... Anyway, I'm sending you everybody who's going through something similar, love, because it's a challenge, you know, and there's always these little challenges that come up as a single parent that you wouldn't necessarily think about until you're in that situation and then you're in it and you're like, oh, well, that kind of sucked. But, you know, you get through it and I guess it's just one of those things that, again, makes you stronger. So I'm grateful for that experience and I'm also very grateful for the lesson in just never assuming Never, like no matter how obvious you might think something is, never assume. So if that's one thing I can pass on to you, uh, take it because, yeah, I want to say I wish I could go back and speak up. Anyway, that is done and um, that's what it is. So I guess I can only move forwards from here and help my daughter deal with any issues that come up as they come up, which hopefully they won't. That's a very summed up version because, you know <laughs> – It was a very – it was a big thing, as you can imagine, for me. So, there was a lot of emailing back and forth and a lot of things said. Um, Anyway, that's the summary. So, I've also been doing a lot of planning lately and I'm I'm pretty sure I know sort of which direction I want to go in. I'm going to talk about this on another podcast episode very soon if – I'm like, I'm 90% there, but I just want to make sure. And, you know, I've, I've really been trying to spend a lot of time in looking at my goals and what I want to achieve and how I can help people in a way that's really affordable. And, but that's still kind of makes financial sense to me, obviously, because what I want to create will take a lot of time. So anyway, I think I've kind of got it, but I'd love to put the feelers out there and I might even approach a few of you and just sort of have a I guess pick your brain on what you think and if it's something that you think would benefit you because I would love that feedback because obviously I just want to give my absolute best and give you guys the best that I have and that will that you guys will get the most out of. Okay, so I just want to thank everyone as well who's recently written a review for me or written me an email. Like I've got to say I've had some really beautiful emails over the last couple of weeks and it's amazing like I wanted to give a special shout out to a lady who emailed me I read the email last night and I'm hoping I can respond to you before this podcast comes out but I won't say your name but you live in the UK originally from Kenya and I just wanted to say thank you for your gorgeous gorgeous email and um, how you know much it meant to me so anyway as I said hopefully I'll get back to you before then anyway. And thank you, especially to everybody who has left an iTunes review for me, like that really means a lot, or even a review on whatever podcast app you listen in on, because that makes the podcast easier for new single mums to find, which is obviously what I want. So thank you for that. Today's listener shout out is from HS in Australia and I know exactly who this person is and she's so lovely and she wrote what an amazing podcast Thankfully, I found Julia's podcast in the very early days of becoming a single mother and to say that it was a lifeline is an understatement. Julia is an honest, empathetic and selfless soul and it really shines through in every podcast. I've been fortunate enough to share my own story on here too and through doing that, I feel I've also formed a lovely connection with Julia. Thank you for drawing on your experiences to support other women survive and thrive as a single mother and overcome some really tough situations. After listening to many episodes, I feel energized and more positive about life. You are an amazing mother and clearly talented too. Thank you. P.S. Sorry, I haven't done this earlier. Um, Seriously, thank you so much. Like that (laughs) that is so nice. And I completely agree. I think we have formed a lovely connection and I've absolutely loved seeing what you have done since you've been on the show. Like it is amazing. And as I said to you, please get in touch with me because I need you back on the show so that everyone can hear it because you are a true inspiration. And like, just what a phenomenal example of a single mother who's just been at absolute rock bottom and gone, fuck this. You're not going to get the better of me. I'm going to get myself together and have an amazing life. And yes, it does take time, but you've done it you know, you've bloody done it. And I think it's just incredible, like absolutely incredible. And thank you for all your kind, like really nice words about me. That's really nice. Uh, You are honestly an absolute gift to this world. You are. So you just keep doing what you're doing and your daughter is so lucky to have you. Okay. Oh, I get a bit emotional when I read these things and oh, it's just so lovely. And if you're a regular listener and you haven't yet left a review, I'd be super grateful if you could leave one for me. As I said, it makes the podcast easier for people to find and it's very simple. Okay, that's enough of me talking. Wowzers, I've been talking for 10 minutes and we haven't even got into today's topic. Today's topic is how to get relationship ready, and it's a solo episode, and let's get straight into it. Okay, so initially when I was planning or when I scheduled sort of today's, I plan out all my episodes, like what the title is and what the content is going to be or who the guest is going to be, and I had originally planned for this to be an Ask Juliet episode, but I I have had lots of questions lately regarding relationships because obviously that's something that's new in my life. And um, I was talking to someone on Instagram on the weekend and, you know, she was asking me again. I was like, maybe I'll use your question as a very good example for an Ask Julie episode because there's lots of questions in here that keep coming up. But then, as I said, I think I want to do a whole episode on this because there really is a fair bit to talk about. And I think it's something that could benefit benefit you if you're sort of in the market for a new relationship. So her actual email was, Hi Julia, I'm at the office for the morning listening to your podcasts. You are wonderful. Thank you very much. Anyway, just had a quick question for you. How long were you single for? And may I ask, how did you meet your new partner? I'm content in life currently. I'm just curious with the relationships and how people meet. Seeing I met my ex-husband when I was 15 years old and dating is totally new to me. I totally understand if that's information you don't wish to share currently. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. Okay, so let me answer these quick questions. So some of them I've already addressed in another episode. So I'll just sort of go into it quickly. How long was I single for? So my daughter's dad and I split up when she was two months old and I moved back to Sydney when she was five months old. This was in 2013. So this year in May, it'll be coming up to seven years that I've been separated from my daughter's dad I have however in that time had two relationships one of them lasted for about I don't even know nine months ish it was quite good it was when my daughter was about two years old and the other one I had was about six months long and that was when my daughter was about four maybe three or four so I guess I did have a good chunk of time before I started dating obviously I was before I sort of had a relationship I should say I was dating in that time and you know I've had a few little things where I've gone out like and maybe dated someone for a month that kind of thing but like yeah those are the two kind of I guess relationships of like I guess a little bit more significance how did I meet my new partner was through work really through mining now what I wanted to share with you, I guess you 're curious about relationships and how people meet, um, and that is something that is very daunting now the first thing that what I really wanted to focus on a little bit today is how to get relationship ready so getting back into dating as a single mum i 've seen it go usually two ways when people first split up either they kind of go to find a rebound and they can repartner really quickly. Um, which to be honest, makes me very nervous because I don't know if they're relationship ready, but you know, that's for each individual to make their own judgment on and it's their life. Or sometimes, you know, women feel really scarred and they're like, I'm never going to date again. Like I'm going to be a lesbian, you know, like that kind of thing. And I think when you're entering the dating world, when you have kids, it's really scary because obviously you're conscious that what you do is also potentially going to impact on your children long term. But it's also a really exciting time. And something that I think is very important to remember is that if you're happy, your kids will be happy. And as long as you really keep focusing on your kids as well and not sort of like making them second priority, like it's really good for them to see you role model a positive relationship. But before you obviously get into that, you want to make sure your relationship ready. And these are kind of seven steps that I personally encouraged any of my past clients to really make sure they've got these ticked off because at the end of the day, you want someone's best in a relationship, don't you? Like you don't want someone who's like mourning their ex-husband or like, you know, or ex-wife or someone who's like really angry and like really bitter. Like that is not a turn on, you know, or like you want someone to be at their best and to be ready for a relationship. And likewise, we want to give someone our best, you know, because everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves people's best, you know, so I guess the seven things that I would encourage you to do are, number one, make sure you have dealt with any grief. And this is not addressed at just this person who wrote to me. This is addressed to anyone who's thinking about having a relationship. So first of all, step one, deal with any grief. I think when you break up with someone, the stages of grief, like someone's passed away, exist in a relationship breakup as well especially if you're maybe not the one to do the breaking up. But I was the one to do the breaking up in my relationship with my daughter's dad and I still went through these, you know, and the, the steps, the stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, you know, they're all involved in a relationship breakup. And sometimes, like for me, the grieving process begins when you're still in the relationship because you you know that, your dream of, well, for me, it was like the shattering of my dream of my perfect, happy family. And I knew that it was over before I entered it, you know, it had to really come to terms with it. So in the early stages, when you've first broken up, like, yes, distraction can be really good. And maybe your girlfriends will encourage you to go out and just like have a bit of fun with some boys or girls, whatever, um, you know, that's why not. But in the long run, I think if you're distracting yourself from pain, then it's going to take you longer to heal, and it's going to take you longer to move on with your life, which is not really conducive to starting a relationship. So if you, however, give yourself time to sit with the pain, embrace it, deal with it, allow yourself to heal, and then get into a new relationship, you've kind of dealt with all that stuff, you know, because if you don't, it it could come back, you know, and kind of hit you when you least expect it. So that would be my first suggestion. My second suggestion would be to change your mindset. So if you work on having a positive mindset, you're going to be in a much better space, headspace to enter a new relationship. As I said at the start, like you want to give someone your best and we want someone else's best from them. And I really believe that we attract what we give out. So if you are a positive person and if you are you know, ready and you're putting out some really good energy into the world, you're going to attract someone like that too. But if you sort of see yourself as a victim, poor me, and like, I just need someone to like, get, you know, just kind of fill this void kind of thing, like that's potentially what you're going to get back from the universe as well. So I think really focus on your mindset. And one thing to really, I guess, kickstart that positive mindset journey for you is to remind yourself that we all have a choice. It's our choice to be happy. I'm not talking about mental illness, but I'm talking about how we respond and react to shitty situations in our life. So everyone deals with shit and how you respond. And it's usually through your self-talk is up to you. You know, if you tell yourself that you're worthless and you deserved it, like you're not going to have a positive mindset. You're going to feel like shit about yourself But if you're like, you know, that's what it is and I can use this as an opportunity to learn and, you know, I'm on the path that I'm meant to be on and, you know, you start talking yourself through a bit more positive words, you're going to start to change your mindset. But, you know, I could talk about mindset for hours. So anyway, that's a second thing. The third thing, I think, is to actually go out and find yourself again. Because for a lot of women, myself included, uh, you really lose yourself in a relationship. And I lost myself. I didn't know who I was anymore. I was like this shy, timid, like, not shy, but like withdrawn, timid, like, you know, very non-social because my ex isolated me so much from my friends and my family. I used to be like, you know, outgoing and have fun with my friends. And like, you know, you want to get back to being you. And a breakup is the perfect opportunity to do that. You know, it's the perfect opportunity to find the real you, to start a new chapter and to really create any future you want. So some things to ask yourself to really help you with that are things like, What do I love to do? What makes me happy? What makes me feel good? What are my strengths? What do I believe in? What are my goals? You can start some hobbies that you haven't done for a while. You can get some new ones. You can try a class. You can try a new sport. You can, you know, set new goals. You can talk to new people. You can do all sorts of things. And the more in tune you are with yourself and who you are and what you want, and the more you feel good about that, the the more ready you're going to be for a relationship too. Fourth thing, know your worth. Okay, so we want to feel good about ourselves. Like, And I really believe that when you feel fantastic about yourself, you're ready to give your all to a new relationship. As I said, what you put out is what you attract. And you want to attract someone amazing who is happy and confident within themselves. So I want to remind you that you don't have baggage. Okay, many people, many women and single moms feel like it's like shameful or that others think they have baggage but you know what like most people over 25 have some sort of baggage and I say that in quotes and if you meet someone who's over at the age of 30 who you know doesn't have any past like that's an issue so what I think of baggage is more like life experience I think it's a really positive thing and um having a child is like, so what, you know, that doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you less of a person than someone that doesn't have children. And if someone is making you feel like bad or ashamed that you have a child, then honestly, they're not the right person for you. So the right person should be very open to that. They should love you and eventually your children too, and understand and accept that you come as a package. So really embrace who you are. Don't be ashamed of it and learn to love yourself because You're the fucking bomb. You know, you really are. You're a beautiful woman. You've got a lot to offer. And just because you're single with a child doesn't make you any less of a person. Okay, we're all exactly the same. We're all just people. And no one's more special than anyone else. But you've got to remind yourself of that. Number five, you've really got to, and this is kind of linked to the mindset, but you've got to really stop the negative thoughts. You know, like thinking things, which I often see, like, I'm going to be alone forever or never going to find the right guy for me or all men are assholes. You know, it's not really helpful to tell yourself that and you're creating this sort of negative energy and you're enabling yourself to find evidence to back up those negative thoughts in your head. So you might, if you think that all men are assholes and you go on a date and this guy's like, you're, you're like looking for a guy to be an asshole so you can go, see, he's an asshole too. All men are assholes. I knew that, you know, you can justify it to yourself. Find something more positive. Like, you know, I even hear it in my friends. Some, sometimes people will come out like men, like men are this. And I correct them. I'm like, no, they're not. Some men are, but not all men. You know, when you say men are this, you're implying and you're telling yourself in your head that every single man is like that. It's not the case. So give yourself some more positive thoughts. Replace your negative thoughts with positive ones. Okay, number six. This is a hard one. Letting go of past relationships. I think this is really hard for people that maybe didn't want their relationship with their kid's father or mother to end. I think something that helps people is sort of coming to the, I guess, acceptance that there are different kind of types of love and treasuring the ones that you had and, and knowing that it wasn't a failure. And, you know, keeping it sacred and just knowing that maybe it ran its course or maybe it just wasn't right for you or you weren't right for each other anymore. I've mentioned this before, but I kind of like to think of life as a bit of a train journey, you know, and people get on at various stops and people get off and and some people are with us for the entire journey and some people aren't. And sometimes we need to get off the train and go on another train and we never really know where our train is going. So maybe they got off the train and we're only with you on your journey for that time that was supposed to be or maybe it was time for you to get off the train and go in a different direction, but knowing that there will be another love for you is quite important. And number 7, this is also quite important. I think is knowing what you want in a partner. I think you know, a lot of people focus on what they don't want, which is very easy to do when you've come out of a relationship that maybe wasn't that healthy. You're like, well, I don't want someone like this and I don't want someone like that. And, you know, I had kind of three things in my head, two, three things in my head that were not serious, but I was like, I don't want anyone like this and this and this, but more important, you should know and be very clear on what you do want in a partner. So everyone obviously has different criteria for this and everyone wants different things, but for me, like some main things are, someone that's a really good role model for my child because if the relationship's going to end up quite long term, they might end up having quite a big role in your child's life. So you want to make sure that it's someone who can have a positive impact on your child's life. And being with someone that likes kids is also obviously very important to me because if they don't like kids well, you know, <laughs> sorry, but I have a child. Um Also what's really important to me and I think that I think, you know, everyone should really look at is being with someone that shares common values. Like I think obviously it's fine, you're not going to agree on everything, but work out what's really essential to you and what's sort of maybe a nice to have, like parenting styles, money habits, education, family values, like that kind of stuff. Because when I look back on my relationship with my daughter's dad, we didn't really agree on any of that stuff. None of it. Completely different parenting styles, different money habits, totally disagreed on education. And completely agreed on family values, you know, so I think it's important to kind of be on the same page. It just makes it easier. I mean, that's what I want anyway. And I guess what I now have, maybe not the parenting styles so much. I think if we, if my boyfriend and I ever like had a kid together, I think I would definitely be the strict one. (laughs) Anyway, I think don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think getting back into dating, it takes time. And the most important thing, which I hope I've really reiterated in this episode, is to get yourself in the right headspace and having a good mindset. Like you don't want to be in a relationship to fill a void. A relationship should be the icing on your already amazing life. So I guess to get back to the person who initially sent this question to me, I think it's great that you're content in your life and that you're kind of looking at this stuff. And dating is a new scary thing. And people often say like, what about online dating? Which apps are the best and all that? And I've done numerous episodes, podcast episodes on online dating and dating. So I will try and find a few and link to them. But I guess my big words of advice when it comes to dating Online dating is great for us because it enables us to date when we are at home and at the same time, I'm not a huge fan of it because it does, I think a lot of people who online date, including us when we online date, have this mindset of just like swipe, 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 there's always going to be someone better. So even if you go on a date with someone, there's always someone better around the corner Like, and how do you know that you've got the best one for you kind of thing. So I think I've heard some really great success stories with online dating and I think you should give it a go. I also think it can be quite overwhelming and take a break when you need to because obviously you're going to meet a few dickheads or like talk to a few dickheads and you just have to be strong with what you want and not stand for any bullshit, you know, like don't, don't be afraid to say, even if it's just to yourself, like I'm not standing for that block, you know, because it's just not Okay. Like, there really are some strange people out there. I would also say speed dating is a great option to get yourself sort of started because you get to talk to usually around 10 different people and just for a few minutes, and it kind of just gets you talking to the opposite or same sex, whatever you're into, again, which can be a real challenge sometimes. So, I think that could be a really good option, and I've done I think one or even two episodes on speed dating. And I think it's scary, but give it a go. Like seriously, I don't think you'll regret it. If anything, you'll come out with some really funny stories. And also I would say, keep your eyes open in your real life. You know, everyone's so into their phone and not having conversations with people that they just meet. And I think just walk forward with your eyes open, your ears open, your heart open, and you just, you never know who you might meet. In your life, you know, like, I don't know, I never expected to start a relationship with this guy that I'm in a relationship now. Like, that was so bizarre how that happened. I don't know, we were in a scenario where we really got to spend a lot of time together for this work thing, and we really just got to know each other on a deeper level. And it was like the best thing that could happen. And I knew straight away that we had something special, even though. We don't live in the same parts of Australia, which is very sad. But, you know, that's what it is. And I just love that guy so much. So it's, it's funny. Like, you just never really know where life will take you. You never know what's going to happen. And I just think it's a really exciting time. So as scary as it is, I think just strap yourself in, have fun. Don't take it too seriously. Obviously, there's things to think about with, you know, introducing your kids and stuff. But I think if this is new, if this is all new for you, just start with some, you know, casual dating and see how you go because I think you can have a lot of fun and, you know, meet some really interesting people. So just to recap those things before I finish up, seven steps that are really important. Deal with grief, change your mindset, find yourself, know your worth Stop negative thoughts, turn them into positives, let go of past relationships, and know what you want in a partner. One last thing I actually have an ebook which is all about this topic. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Getting Relationship Ready for Single Mothers, and it includes all the kind of guidance that you need to get yourself in the right headspace to find. Everlasting Love. So I will put the link if you want to purchase that ebook. It's $9.99 and you also get an audio version with it to go along for free so you can listen on the go. So I'll put the link to that if you're interested to check it out in the show notes for you. Anyway, that's about it. So I'll do another Ask Julia episode soon instead. If you have any questions that you want me to cover on the podcast, please do get in touch with me and let me know. You can email me for that or for any other reason at julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at singlemothersurvivalguide. If you want to check out the blog or the other episodes of the podcast just head on over to the single mother survival guide website which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com and on the homepage, there is also a link to join the single mother survival guide support forum which is a facebook group for us all to connect with each other and that link will take you straight there just be sure to answer the three questions, all three. I'm very, very careful with who I let into the group. And as creepy as it sounds, I do click on every single profile. And if it looks dodgy to me or if anything is like, you know, doesn't seem right or if it's a very new account, I won't let you into the group. So please make sure that you answer those questions. And if it is a new account or, you know, you're very clear and tell me what's going on because – my priority is to keep that group safe and supportive, and I do not want any creepy exes in there. Yeah, so that's that's really important to me. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, if you have enjoyed this podcast, I would absolutely love for you to rate it in iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen in on, and if you have a few minutes, even writing a review would be absolutely amazing and helps single mums find this podcast, as I said. And you can subscribe while you're there, and you will never miss an episode that is it for today thank you so much for listening I hope you have a wonderful day or evening depending on where you are and when you're listening and I'm really looking forward to speaking with you again next week okay bye for now